oh, they're probably talking about tickling. <laughs> no! No! I hope Bangs recruits Sweet Pea into that. Shut up! <laughs> the tickling show. Take that back. I will not take that back. No, take it back. I, if anything, I mean it more now. No, I can't. I cannot move on until you take that I back. I absolutely will not. You will die unhappy. <laughs> no, please don't. Um, <laughs> tickle, tickle! <laughs> But then I noticed that also you Pop think Sweet Pea has a good laugh. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop it! It probably does have a great timbre, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 25-year-old actor and drama <laughs> instructor. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And the fun fact this week is how would you fake your own death? And whenever we get a question that isn't just like, what's your favorite candy bar? I always like put way too much thought into it. <laughs> but I feel like the cop-out answer that I feel in my heart is I wouldn't because I don't want my mom to be sad. Mm, or she could be in on it. Yeah, well, that's my thing is it's like, I feel like the only way that I could see myself doing that was like if I was in like witness protection program. Mm. But in which case, what happened to me? Because like, ugh, there's just so many variables. Um, all of those were cop-out answers. Some, I would do it somehow that wouldn't make my grandma sad. Mm. Okay. I, yeah. I think she's gonna be sad regardless. What? Because you'd be dead. No, I wouldn't actually be dead. So you'd tell your grandma. Yeah, I would have to tell, th that's the problem is that I would have to tell a lot of people. And you're not allowed to do that when you're in witness protection program, so I don't know. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm struggling. <laughs> Basically, is, either way, question. Either way, I wouldn't want to be beamed in the head and then <laughs> like beamed, 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 beanie, beamed, and then saved by a beanie. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, which like a beanie made of like yarn is like <laughs> enough cushion to. Okay, well, <laughs> forget helmets. Just wear a beanie. Yeah. Wait, listen, we don't go for science on this show. Yeah. Oh, we sure do not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 30 year old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I can't stop thinking about beanies now. <laughs> I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Abitania where I could find 10 things to be interesting and talking about my cat. And I like literally have never thought about faking my death before. Uh, yeah, like I'm interested in the concept yeah. of like being at my own funeral, but I haven't really considered like faking my death. I have no reason to want to do that. Like, mm. one of my biggest notes in this is just, like, what is Jughead to do now? Because he is legally dead. Like, oh, what yeah. is he to do? <laughs> and, and how is... And how... How yeah. much money did they actually bribe Dr. Curdle Jr. with to have faked a death certificate, which I assumed they did? I don't know. Anyway, Brittany, how would you fake your death? I don't know. I, you said I think that, I would just disappear. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You said that, like, what is he to do now and all I could think of was that plot on Grace and Frankie where Frankie had somehow faked her own death and couldn't get her mail yeah <laughs> it's like well I'm sure there are like so many different like little things that would be inconvenient yeah now that I, now he's like now that I'm dead I just uh, well he's gotta I think he's gotta I like I can't use my debit card he's gotta prove some kind of point yeah and then there will be a dramatic reveal that he is alive and all right. will be fine right but they're totally throwing my friend Dr. Curdle Jr. <laughs> under the bus here because now he's gonna get his heckin mortuary license revoked or something <laughs> like nobody's talking about it and i'm here to talk about it 
<laughs> and my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 27-year-old marketing coordinator from sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. If I were to fake my own death, I would probably make it to where I got like pushed off a cliff or mm. something or like in a really bad car accident where you couldn't like identify right. whoever was in there. Yeah. You like the black mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally. Yeah, now that but I think about special it. Special guest star Morgan has made a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if I were to, I would leave no evidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, now that I think about it, I feel like arson is a good, yeah, a good potentiality. Yeah. Um, And also Morgan's here. <laughs> Do you want to, she's just going to be coming in and out. She's just, like, quietly listening, and so if she has thoughts, she'll say them. But do you want to, like, say something, introduce yourself? Who, to the people who are like, who dis? I'm Morgan Coley. I am 24, and I live in North Carolina. I am also related to, yeah, sister Amanda Coley. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you, um, you watched, like, all of Riverdale in, like, a week, or? Yep, I'm almost caught up. You know, got mm-hmm. a couple more episodes in season four. Yeah. But I have watched this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um, many, many converts mm-hmm. we have done. Yes. We have done. Yes, yes, yes. Our impact. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's a good thing for like, <laughs> them remains to be seen. Yeah. Today we have words to say about episode 415 of Riverdale, To Die For. So To Die For is a 1995 criminal comedy drama film made in mockumentary format. I also, I love the mockumentary style for this show. I it's literally agree. perfect. Yeah. Inspired by the story of Pamela Smart, it stars Nicole Kidman, Matt Dillon, and Joaquin Phoenix. Kidman was nominated for a BAFTA and won a Golden Globe Award and a Best Actress Award at the First Empire Awards for her performance. Her character has been described as suffering from narcissistic personality disorder in the scientific journal BMC Psychiatry. Okay, I think what we need to take from this is the mockumentary part. Yeah, I think think that's the key there. Hmm. Okay, so one of our favorite parts of the podcast, toot or boot. Now, to remind everybody... The uh, the scale from best to worst for toot or boot is, from best to worst, <laughs> mm-hmm. shoot, toot, newt, boot, and scoot. <laughs> Sam. Sh- shoot is the best episode ever, and scoot is get out of here. <laughs> Just hot garbage. Yeah. So, Sam. I'm going to give it a toot. Wow. First, first toot of 2020 for me. Mm. That's so sad. Yeah. That's the quality of Riverdale lately, mm. though. I mean, it was good. I was entertained the whole time. I learned something new. That's that's all I really want from Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany? Uh, I'm also going to give it a toot. I was entertained and I had a good time watching it. It was stupid, but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. When it's stupid in a way that makes me upset, it's not fun. Mm. And it makes me want to scream and not watch it anymore. And then episodes like this come along and I'm like, okay, this is why I keep watching this yeah. garbage pile. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, do you have thoughts? Yeah, I'd give it a toot too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. made me happy. Taste. Taste. <laughs> now, in an unprecedented move by me. Yes. I am going to shoot this episode. Okay. Oh. I need to know more. I had the best time. In fact, I have a confession to make. Mm. <laughs> I'm afraid because I don't remember what this is. I didn't want to stop watching the episode so bad. <laughs> oh, God, I remember what this is and I want to die. That I was literally throwing up while watching this episode and Brittany offered deposit and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I loved this episode. Yeah. And like, maybe it's like just because it's like compared to all of the episodes we've gotten so far in 2020, you know, like the other shoots that I believe I have done is Midnight Club. 
Ice Storm, and whatever the season three finale was of Survive the Night. Yeah. Those are my three other shoots I believe I've done. I might have done something in season two and I'm just not remembering. Either way. I don't know if I enjoyed this episode as much as those episodes. And maybe I'm just shooting it based on the other episodes that we've gotten, like, recently. But God, I just had the best time. I got Sweet Pea back this episode. Yeah. I I haven't seen him in, like, a season. We I, I got two Dr. Curdle Jr. mentions this episode. Like, hello? The day this came out was the day before my birthday. And I truly believe that they were, they were doing it for us. For me. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just very pleased. And therefore, I'm going to shoot this episode. This episode is the reason why I keep watching this show. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, we did it chronologically again. I think we all understand why. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, basically, we are just going to start. We um, split it into thirds again. Basically, exactly the same thing we did last episode. And Brittany did the first one, just like last. Alice is shooting a documentary about Jughead for some reason. She asked Betty about a phone call she just got. It was Yale telling her that she can basically have Jug spot because he's freaking dead. Classy. Her documentary is called Murder in a Small Town, which needs some workshopping in my opinion. Also, how many- oh, <laughs> I'm just like, which one, the man? Yeah, like, which murder? Honestly, which small town? Yeah. Because <laughs> I heard Greendale's kind of crappy too. Yeah, yeah. She interviews Nana Rose, who says that Riverdale was built on evil. Get a new tune, Nana. We already heard that one before. From you. Yeah. Cheryl decided Betty needs to be on suicide watch and follows her literally everywhere, except she only does it once and then we never see her again. (laughs) She drives Betty to Stonewall so she can gather up Jughead stuff, including his... Is it Quill and Skull? Is that the name of the club? The Quill and Skull? Yeah, or the Skull and Quill or something. Something like that? She gets his... Anyway, she gets his pin. Brett thinks Betty is faking her pain. Hmm. Betty leaves and sees Donna's door. I'm sure that'll come back later. Varchi interrupts their banging to talk about Betty's plan against Donna and co. Hermosa barges in and says she knows Ronnie's under investigation by Barnard. Get a hobby, weirdo! Alice interviews FP, who confirms Jughead is dead and stuff. He has a new lead from an anonymous tip that he needs a warrant for. I have no idea who that anonymous tip could be. Turns out that it's a search warrant to search Donna's room. He finds Jughead's quill and skull and skull and quill pin. Donna fakes some tears and says they're all afraid of Betty. She says she saw Archie, Betty, and Ronnie basically kill Jughead. FP arrests them. Betty says that this was all a part of her plan, which this is a great plan so far. Alice interviews Pop Tate. He said in Riverdale's kind of garbage. That's the whole scene. Alice says a source inside the sheriff's office promised her exclusive access to the suspects. It's FP and it's because she's banging FP. <laughs> FP interviews Veronica and Archie and gets nowhere because they have pushy parents. Alice says she knows Betty did it, that she was expecting something like this. FP shows up and says that rocket pl- How do you just know your daughter's murderer and like not- She has it? a serial killer gene. Yeah, she does. It's just like, <laughs> so weird. I was expecting something like this. And you should have said something. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe some preventative measures we should have been Therapy. done. Yeah. FP shows up and says the rock and blood were va- fake, so they're all free to go and all of our time was wasted. Donna freaks out about the rock to Brett. Betty gets a call from Donna. Donna- <laughs> She's like, do I even have a chance? <laughs> He's just so handsome. <laughs> Betty gets a call from Donna. Donna literally guesses the entire plot correctly and says Jughead is alive and Betty faked the whole thing. Betty tells FP it's time to host a funeral for Jughead and FP's like, okay, but I don't want any part of it. So you have to do all the decorating. And that's the end. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so the quote that they do. <laughs> okay. First of all, Jughead is not doing narration this episode. So at first I was like, huh? because my whole thing has been the fact that Jughead is doing narration. And this time he didn't. So I was like, huh? So the quote that they choose from Jughead, I don't remember him saying this. (laughs) Maybe he did. And I forgot. But he says, life's not an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Which poet wrote that? (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Jughead was born on October 2nd, 2001. Now in reality, 
Cole Sprouse was born much before 2001. Mm. Even before I was born myself. Mm. But seeing 2001 maybe be like, what? He's a five-year-old? <laughs> what? Um, That's anyway, a newborn. Yeah, this makes him a Libra. And it says that he died March 18th, 2020. This is not brought up in the episode, but I will never, I will never forget this. He was supposed to have died on March 15th. <laughs> the entire last episode was called The Ides of March. Or wait, it was the two episodes ago. Yeah. The Ides of March. Because mm-hmm. he gets murdered on yeah. March 15th. Which is yeah. March 15th. Which is supposedly in universe a Friday. Friday. Okay. So the fact that we are now, we now have years and it's March 18th, 2020. First of all, which is not March 15th, which is a Sunday in 2020. He died March 18th, which is a Wednesday? Like, (laughs) I'm just confused because if, okay, so he, maybe he was found on March 18th. But, like, Dr. Curdle Jr., do you not know how to do your job? He's done so many autopsies, I'm sure he'd be able to tell that he died three days previously. And that's the last time everybody saw him. I'm, I'm just, I'm never gonna forget this, and I'm just surprised that nobody brought it up, and just, huh? Thank you. Um, <laughs> so Betty's going to take Jughead's spot at Yale, apparently. But now I'm like, oh, well, what is Jughead going to do? Um, so she's crying in front of, like, the Jones Smiths. Coopers and everything. Smith's Coopers. And then I was like, but everybody in there knows. So like, who's she performing for? But then I realized later in the episode that like, she's literally like just telling Alice, Mm -hmm. like, like five minutes before the episode ends. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, so, but FP, I assume has known the whole time. Mm -hmm. So at least since they found the body, at least since they found the body, I assume Jellybean knew, like Betty told Jellybean when she asked for the fake blood. Maybe? Has I just, to be. Has yeah. to be. Like, basically, Betty, like, lists off all of the people who know, which is... And which I wrote Alice. Down, which I wrote down. Alice, Charles, FP, Jellybean, Dr. Curdle Jr., and Mary. So I guess the real question is, when did each of these people learn? So Alice learns, like, five minutes before the episode is over. Charles, I assumed... I assume knew last episode? Like... Yeah, last yeah, episode because yeah, he was helping her cover up the murder. Yeah, but last episode fully falls apart as soon as you find out that like Charles knows the truth because then it's like, but Jughead's not dead, so it's like Betty's like, oh, I'm so scared that I actually killed Jughead. Oh, 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 and then she's like, oh, there were drugs thrown in my face. Could oh, I have wait. possibly killed Jughead? And then why does Charles need to counsel her on the phone call to FP if I guess if FP was in on well, it? Well, she was just trying to trick him into thinking he wasn't in on it yet. Like who? Like when does everybody learn? That's like that's what's the definitely card after that. So she definitely has that real phone call with FP. Okay, and they definitely catch her with the phone. Okay, and yeah. they still think Jughead's dead by then, and then okay. she has to fill them in because her story starts to fall apart. Gotcha. But Charles knew from the get go, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's very confusing. So okay, sure. Um, or I feel like we have to rewatch the episode before yeah. this, even though it wasn't very good. Yeah. To understand exactly when everyone. It's just too bad we already did our TV co-stream. I know. (laughs) And we were just like, huh? The whole time. Yes. We had no idea. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. FP, Betty, Jughead, and Dr. Curdle Jr. in the morgue could just be like sitting there giggling if they wanted to. Okay, literally they could be. Like, the door is, like, the door is closed at that point. Yep. Like, I just feel like that could have been their reveal where Jughead just like gets up and is like, ha ha ha. And then then Brett and Donna barge in and he's like, whoops. Wait, that would have been so funny. <laughs> like, that would have been so funny. Like, literally everyone Whoops. in that room, like, Dr. Girl Jr., like, pulls the, like, <laughs> the, like, tarp over top of Jughead's head. Jughead's Jughead. Jug- no! Uh, stop! <laughs> 
And Jughead is like, yes, tis I, a dead man. I think, I think that that's one of the very, like, one of the few scenes where the whole, like, narrative sort of falls apart a little. Yeah. yeah. like, that's a scene they had to show us mm-hmm. to, like, trick us into believing yes. the whole time. But no one in that room needed to be there. Yeah. And also, I am a little upset that, like, they're, they're fully confirming that the morgue, like, the person in the morgue the whole time has been Dr. Curdle Jr. I've been saying, hello, aren't we going to talk about the fact that that's Dr. Curdle Jr.? And they're telling me that it is, but they're not going to bring back my guy, Nikolai, to play Dr. Curdle Jr.? Nikolai! Bring him back! He deserves your money and time and screen time. Thank no one you. loves him more than you do. It's true! <laughs> I, we have several mutual Facebook friends. I could, I could ask him... <laughs> happen canada's so small <laughs> i could ask him to come on the podcast but i'm afraid like if you look <laughs> so any random celebrity you will probably have facebook mutuals with them mm-hmm. in canada yeah so so now i guess jughead just doesn't get to go to yale like and, and also now who cares about the plagiarism which was the problem that why he was gonna get taken out of yale because apparently jonathan's also dead yeah yeah that's the thing where i'm like did y'all actually kill jonathan i i think I re- I figured out why, if Jonathan is dead, why they killed Jonathan. Why? Okay. And I'll get to it. Oh. Because it's in here somewhere and I want to do it when, it's, <laughs> when it makes sense. So does Betty still get to go to Yale now that Jughead is actually alive? I'm guessing that Jughead won't go to Yale. I don't think- Okay. I don't think either of them I don't think either of them will go to Yale. Either way, we're in the- They shouldn't in, go to Yale. Gonna, there's going to be a time jump anyway, so we're not going to see it either mm-hmm. way. They shouldn't go to Yale and Brett should go to jail. <laughs> 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 which is just which is just it's spelled the same way it's yeah. just pronounced differently yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a part that i was a little confused at because i thought there's this moment where alice is asking betty questions for the documentary and then she's like mom do we and then it, like it's cut off and i was like oh because she's like do we have to talk about this because we both know that jughead's alive but then later it's not so I guess maybe my note doesn't make sense. Never mind. I mean, I feel like I need to ask the most important question of this episode. What the hell is the point of this documentary? Alice is bored because she doesn't have a job. <laughs> she got fired. Yeah. So who is this documentary for? The people of Riverdale. Bro, you send them to film festivals, duh. This is going to be the world's worst film festival thing. They're going to be like, who are these people? The They're pros making- have eyes is right there. Yeah, okay, but you know what? This is like supposed to be a documentary. Can yeah. you imagine watching a documentary where the guy who was killed name is Jughead. <laughs> You'd be like, this is stupid. I'm going. That's just Riverdale. I'm I watching would it. watch this dumb murder mystery on Netflix because I already watched this dumb yeah. murder mystery yeah. on Netflix. Well, <laughs> I guess that's fair. So here's my next question. Was Jughead just like hanging out at the bottom of a ravine in like a really uncomfortable position? Yeah, like who was that? He was like, he was like, what? <laughs> he was. And then Archie's like, FP, I found him. She's like, the body will never be found because there is no body. And Jughead's like, just hanging out. Still wearing the same thing I was wearing two days ago. Jughead in the bunker taking selfies with a burner phone (laughs) just to pass the time. That would be amazing. (laughs) Text them to Donna. Donna's like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's called Murder in a Small Town. Uh, It's because she got fired and she's now a filmmaker, which I... I respect. Um, so we talked to Nana Rose, um, and she talks about how Riverdale was a town born in blood and still, yeah, yeah, we know. We're, we're with you, Nana Rose. Honestly, I loved this just so we could see, like, the smaller characters coming back. Like, we got, like, a moment with Pop, and I was like, I'm thrilled. Cheryl is worried about Betty because of what happened to her after 
Jason died, which is a really sweet gesture it's, that I really appreciate. It's yeah. a really sweet gesture, except then, as soon as Betty starts making out with Archie, Cheryl's just like, oh, can I use this to be vindictive? I mean, listen, sometimes things fall apart because Cheryl's characterization is inconsistent at best. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now Cheryl's going to be watching Betty, and uh, basically it's just so that somebody can look at Archie. All the stuff Betty I, does. I guess. So she drives her to Stonewall, but she doesn't come in. Then we get the Brett flash forward, which we saw earlier this season and we spoke about then. She finds the tie pin and she's going to plant it in Donna's room, obviously. Okay, here's my big question about this. How did Brett learn that Betty was now going to Yale? <laughs> Do you think about that? Maybe he assumed that because Jughead Spot was gone, she would get it? I don't know how he could assume that. Especially, like, walking in and is just like, now it's just going to be me and you in New Haven. What if she was like, huh? Okay, but is it <laughs> Also, like, did she Brett even have... Did she even accept? She just said, no. okay, thank you. Right. I understand, thank you. Okay. What, what were you saying? But is it unbelievable to think that Brett would have connections at Yale that would tell him that? No, it's not no, unbelievable. That's not I mean, unbelievable. should we have to fill in those blanks? No. no but, but we can. if we have to, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now we get a super explicit Varchi sex scene. Like, way more explicit than they usually yeah, are. Yeah, it was, like, kind of nasty. I was like, I am, like, yeah. Oh, you. you know what? Well, I I'm, rescind my shoot. Because just I, I was gonna say, I'm really glad that wasn't in my part that I had to summarize, because yeah. I didn't have to rewatch it. Yes. Oh, I just skated right over it. I was just like, these are still teenagers. Yeah. These are still teenagers having a lot of underage sex. Like, Well, also, it ruins my points, because I'm, like, talking about the fact that, like, Shoni has these, like, super explicit sex scenes, and I'm just like, they're being, um, fetishized. They're fetishizing them because they're because they're gay women and people like being creepy about gay women and it's mm -hmm. stupid and that's not fair and they never do this with like Varchi and, and stuff and now I'm like did hey! it with Varchi and we were like Ugh. and now I'm like hey that's not against my point like, wait a minute it's like the lesson here was not to do it to other teenagers it was for someone to say my God you all need to stop having sex until right. we figure out if you're safe or not <laughs> yeah yeah bring in the condoms. Bring in the condoms. Honestly, <laughs> someone just needs to, if someone literally even once said, are y'all using condoms, I would be fine. Right. I do have to say, as someone who has never had sex, so actually maybe I don't know. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I genuinely meant that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't have any plans. To yeah. Be Good for you. Um, the fact that like they stop because Veronica's like, ow, Archie, you're pulling my hair, you're on my hair. And then they just stop. And I'm like, I guess that seems realistic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just Fair. like, they stopped and like, cause the first time that they stopped, I didn't hear why. So I was uh -huh. like, huh? Yeah. And then I found out it was the hair pulling. And I was like, oh, that's actually like, actually really funny and really yeah. realistic. Yeah. yeah. But then they stopped all together to talk about Just to about talk their, about Betty? Just to talk about their dead friend. They're not dead friend, I guess. Like, yeah. I was like, uh, guys, what the f***? Yeah. So, um... Also, what? So, while they're sitting there talking about Betty, and also the scene from last week where they are, like, getting into bed and talking about Betty, mm -hmm. what didn't they know already? You know? Yeah, because it may, like, I assume that, like, Jughead's like, I have a plan. And it's like, oh, okay, he's going to, like, fake his death or whatever. Yeah. Did he know that Brett was, like, going out there to, like, hit him in the head with a rock? <laughs> and that his beanie would cushion the blow? Did he know that? <laughs> and then they trying to kill Jughead? I, that's, I still don't know why they want to kill Jughead. <laughs> no, literally, we don't know why they need to Jug straight up murder Jughead. There's Jug no reason for it. <laughs> Jughead's like, I hope they don't come and finish the job. And I'm like, oh, don't. But what are they what are they even starting the job for? So basically like <laughs> and also there's the point in which like Veronica's like, I don't know, Betty seems really capable because of that one thing that happened with Chuck in in season one. <laughs> 
Veronica says, what happened in, you know, 103? Do you remember? Um, <laughs> but so was that like, because they actually thought that Betty was the one who hit him in the head? Because why don't you just ask your friend Jughead who was there? <laughs> who you know is not dead. <laughs> Jughead's like, no, 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 it was Brett. Like, who? I don't know. Hello? Hello? Oh, Mary wasn't on that list, was she? Yes. She was on the list. Yes. Okay. She was last. Okay, good. So we know we know exactly when Mary learned, which was right. the end of last episode. Okay. So, like, basically, she goes into the so Archie, sheriff's office. Archie tells her because he's not, not because he feels guilty for having helped, helped Jughead, kill. like, helped Betty kill Jughead. Because he feels guilty watching her be upset mm-hmm. that Jughead is dead when yeah. he knows he's not. Yeah. Okay. And, like, honestly, I, I don't understand why Betty was, like, in through her window and she was like, don't tell her. I'm like, <laughs> she's a lawyer. <laughs> she's right. a lawyer. Yeah. And, like, she's not going to betray them to the Stonies. Like, yeah. uh, what? <laughs> so, Betty, you're being creepy. <laughs> Betty, you're being creepy is a great summary of this whole season. <laughs> <laughs> so Hermosa just, like, walks in. Full on just walks in. What sister does that? Ugh. Like, okay, Hang on. Okay, so what she does is she hears her sister banging her boyfriend (laughs) and she thinks, I'm gonna walk in there. So she walks in on them and then proceeds to hit on the boyfriend. No, 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 no. She's standing outside. She's standing outside and she's just waiting. Waiting She's like, nope, they're still doing stuff. Oh, and now he's on her hair and okay, now they're talking about Betty so I can come in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally it was just like, any way you cut that pie mm-hmm. is fully rotten. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And so um, my next note is just, please don't objectify my friend Archie. I did think he's handsome, even though, but leave him alone. Even he's though he's a like, good boy. Even though it was disgusting, I was like, um, this moment is actually kind of delightful because Archie's <laughs> like, oh, excuse me. I like that Archie like demurely pulls the sheet up to cover his own peg. He's a lady. I'm like, I'm here for equal opportunity sheet covering. Yeah. <laughs> It's all, it's the same. They're all nipples. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I honestly love this for KJ too, because I don't feel like KJ gets a lot of like comedic moments. Mm -hmm. And I truly felt like he just like smashed out of the park. And I know that in a lot of times during season one, we talked about like KJ being exactly like Troy Bolton or like Troy Bolton and Archie, like basically having the same storyline. But like, if you guys rewatch High School Musical. I have a question for you really quickly before you talk about High School Musical. I have a really important question. Has Troy Bolton ever been attacked by a bear? Mm, Not to my knowledge. (laughs) So would you say that their paths have since diverged. Yes. Okay. Yes, I would say so. Thank you. But basically, if you rewatch High School Musical now, like, the amount of, like, jokes that, like, Zac Efron just, like, pulls off just by, like, having a funny face on, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, this is so good. This I, guy gets it. His eyebrows do a lot considering they're covered with his Justin Bieber haircut <laughs> for, like, a yeah. portion of those movies. Yeah, but there's a lot of moments where he's just, like, his face is just, like, huh? Like, yeah. every time Sharpay's like, I'm making a silly joke because I'm Sharpay. And then they, like, flip to Troy's face and he, like, looks just incredulous. I'm like, this is, My man. This is what I signed up for. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, good job, KJ. Way to go, buddy. So then, Archie says, oh, hey, Hermosa, I don't think we've met before. You haven't even met him, and you're coming in here and objectifying him. <laughs> like, it's nice that they remembered that they haven't met yet, but, like, when yeah. have you seen his abs, and why can you comment on them? Right. I mean, the bar is on the floor in terms of continuity, so mm-hmm. the fact that someone remembered they hadn't met is actually kind of a, mor- uh, like, a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What word was I gonna say? Moracle? It's kind of... Amazing slash miracle. So you said a miracle. That's probably it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So Hermosa called Barnard as Hermione. Um. And Veronica has done the same thing when she's like, she's like, "Hello, um, hospital. I, I, it's me, Hermione Apollonia Lodge. Um, please, will you pay eighty five thousand dollars of Fred Andrews' hospital bills and." Don't tell anybody it was I. <laughs> so many people must be confused about like how old Hermione is. I'm like, yeah. you sound like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so my next note was just like FP's acting. To be clear, mm. not Skeet's Holy acting. Crap. Yeah. But FP's acting. Like, we know that Veronica is a good actor because she specifically like calls out like an acting class. Mm-hmm. That she yeah, does. yeah, yeah. But like FP is out here like actually doing like the actual work. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. FP is extraordinary in this. Like every I I bought that FP didn't know. I, yeah. Because yeah. of what Skeet was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, FP was on the verge of tears the whole episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he cried. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so yeah, um, Dr. Curdle Jr. did the autopsy. Oh my god. So I was right, <laughs> and it was him all along. I've been saying it all season, it was him. Thank was you. Was it worth puking up hot dogs in the sink? Was yes. it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the most out of control thing that has happened in this house so far. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. That is the most out of control thing that has happened in this house so far. You think? You threw up hot dogs in the kitchen sink because you wouldn't stop watching Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think. Yeah. Listen, if this was 412 Men of Honor or 411 Quiz Show, I wouldn't have done so. <laughs> All right. So apparently, um, he died because of blunt force trauma. Okay. That, sure. Okay, sure. Um, so FP's like, okay, I have a new lead, but I have to wait for my warrant. So the new lead is Donna. And he goes in and finds the tie pin that Betty obviously planted. And I think it's funny because he's like, yeah, you're headmaster. And he points to this guy who we hardly see on screen. And the headmaster walks by Donna, leaves the room, and just hands her the warrant. <laughs> and she's like, what? Huh? She, like, why did she get... Th- I guess you always hand the person the warrant, though. I guess. But yeah. also, it's just like... her is everybody's reputation is ruined at this point. Like, Archie's like, none of my kids want to hang out with me because they think I'm a murderer. Like, is no one like, hey, Donna's being uh, investigated for Chughead's murder. And, like, wasn't the last time we saw the headmaster and Donna together when she was accusing Mr. Mr. Chipping Chipping of, like, Mm -hmm. sexually harassing her? Yeah. Yep. Mr. Chipping's like, yeah, this seems right for one of these kids. Yeah. So, um, her excuse is that when Jughead left, he threw the tie pin in their faces, which honestly is a pretty good lie, but it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then FP tells her that that is, and I quote, weak sauce. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> That's weak sauce, kid. Like, I was thrown all the way back to the early 2000s on the internet. Like, yeah. what in the hell? Where did that come from? Yeah. The early 2000s on the internet. Yeah, you're right. So she talks about how they're all afraid of Betty. And I guess FP just has to, like, go with it to so that they think that he's doing his job. Can you imagine being FP and hearing that? Like, how would you not laugh? Yeah, he'd be like... Oh no, better investigate her then. Oh no, not gotta, Betty. Gotta arrest my daughter. Sl- my roommate. roommate. <laughs> yeah. okay, like literally, Betty calls him Mr. Jones to his face yeah. later. And I'm like, you live, you live together. in the same house. He has a picture of you in his office. clearly sleeping with him. Yeah. With, like, I know, when she's, she's just your like. your mom's boyfriend and your boyfriend's dad. You mm-hmm. can call him FP. It's okay. Yeah. She has called him FP before. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. Oh, boy. So then FP's like, okay, well, sup. And she's like, oh, me and um, Brett saw them murder Jughead. You know, me and Brett went into the woods to do what teenagers do. And I was like, this is just, like, a ploy, it's right? It's too scripted. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like, 
her and Brett aren't actually, like, a thing, right? Well. I don't think so, because later she, like, slaps him, and then she, like, weirdly touches his face. Well, yeah, she, the weird touching is, like, but I don't think so. I think, it's just weird, because I like how I, I'm making faces on this podcast, yeah. like, people can see me. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> we haven't seen this dynamic from them before, but I assume they've always, like, secretly had this dynamic, I guess. Like, she's always been, like, that weird, and then like, she's just, like, manipulate, like, Oh, y'all and then just nasty. hides it. Yeah. Because Betty said that, like, they were trying to make it look like it was Brett who was the... I was like, if anybody's the, like, mastermind, it's Joan. <laughs> okay, but... Joan's gonna end up dead next okay, if she's not who, careful. Who has Donna slept with now? Moose and... Just Moose and Brett. Moose and Brett? Well, maybe Brett. Yeah, mark. maybe Brett. And then not Chipping. And then not that other teacher that she said. So so Moose for sure. And she, ser- she shares a room with Joan, so who's to say? Go off. <laughs> Alright. Okay. So then she's like, yeah, and then um she was with her their her friends, um, Veronica and like um I think his name Archie, was Archie, I think. I'm like, you snake! I think his name was Archie. I was like, that was the least believable part. You're gonna <laughs> right. remember Veronica and not Archie. Archie. No one's named Archie. So right. so then we get the arrest flash forward. Um we did though skip the lineup, which was the only flash forward that I don't think we've seen, but obviously it happened in that piece and we just missed it. Mm-hmm. Um once again the lineup is not necessary because lineups are for like picking people who look very similar out of yeah, the lineup to and guarantee not for just, that you get the right person. And not for just putting three wildly different looking people. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we're just trying to figure out how tall they are. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine if that was actually what they were doing? <laughs> so then Betty and Veronica and Archie are like talking on their way to like the police station and they're just like fully like talking about their plan in front of these other police officers who are escorting them. Mm-hmm. I and love I'm like, on- they're not in on it. I love on like TV when they just pretend that other people are deaf. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, they they're can't not on hear screen. that. I'm like, they're not on screen, so they can't hear me. They they actually um talked about this on the Picard podcast where they were like, I'm really glad that when Elnor and Hugh were talking over their plans, Rizzo very clearly heard them talking mm. about their plans because she's not deaf. Yeah. This feels like one of those moments. Mm. So then we um go to another one of I almost said Machen, um, Alice's interviews, and she's mm-hmm. interviewing Pop. And Why? basically my good, I don't know, my good basically. Basically, the whole thing that he says is just that he really loves this town. And you know what? I love pop, so. And I'm like, okay, but what was the point of this in the episode? Just to give us nice little things, I think. Okay. I appreciated it. All right. So Alice got exclusive access to the to the interrogation room. Wow, how'd um, she do that? Because <laughs> oh, well, well, she gave the sheriff exclusive access. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Um, so it's because she da- she's dating the sheriff, and that's why she has exclusive access. Nice. nice. Um, Hiram is not in on it, so that's why he's like, whatever, FP, rabble, rabble, rabble. That was. So friggin' hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hiram, don't you need to sit down? You're sick. <laughs> yeah, Hiram, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, my, my theory was that um his sickness wasn't real, and it turns out that it is. This is just the actual real life. That and- means that- Oh, this that- isn't a book. That means everything's yeah. real. Everything's real. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. I do appreciate the fact that we da- we now don't have to, like, like the whole season isn't just, like, a wash. A retcon, yeah. Um, so I do like that, but it is also, like, okay, so all this garbage actually did happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but the sad part is that that was kind of a cool theory. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was um, a great theory. So well, I don't know why Hiram is here being Veronica's lawyer, because she has a lawyer and his name is Paul Sourberry. No, y'all, the guy, the show is gonna end, <laughs> and it's gonna, Jughead's just gonna close his laptop at a table at Pop. Shut up! 
That's gonna be the last scene. They would never do that because because everybody would be so mad. <laughs> what if you you can't <laughs> you can't be Jughead and be like, and then I wrote a novel, and then it seemed like it was part of my novel, but then this is actually my novel, and I'm Jughead and I'm writing a novel. No, and, and he, it's part of my novel, and I'm just, and you're all in the novel. He's just gonna narrate like some happy yeah. ending crap with all of them, right. and then he's gonna be the end and closes the laptop and then walk away. Yep. Or order a burger. Are yep. you saying that it's going to imply that the whole show has been a novel or no? Yes. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want that. I mean, it. I mean, Jughead narrates it at the front because it's a novel. So, and the the well, that's what that's what it was supposed to be in like the first in the first season. But I feel like that's one of those things that like you want to ignore, but it's going to turn out to be true. But it wouldn't be like that's my problem with this being like seventy two or whatever. Like, would they not be separate books at this point? Yeah, right. Probably. They should. So Mary won't let Archie say anything because it's on the record, so they can't really talk freely at this point because Alice later says the security cameras will be off or something. Yeah. Mm. So that's why, even though all of them know, they can't speak freely. Um, Alice is able to talk to Betty alone. And my next question was, is this the time when Betty tells Alice? But it's not. Alice is talking to Betty alone and says, I knew something like this would happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this would have been the time to talk over your plan. Yeah. Not to say, hey, I knew you'd commit murder one day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so the rock, the stuff on the rock Dwayne? wasn't blood. And it's like, no, what, what, really? It wasn't no blood. Way. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. She says so. So they're all free to go. Um, and now Brett is suddenly portrayed as a bumbling idiot with no brain. Um, I feel like he's always been that. Yeah, but at least he was able to, like, put up the front that he, like, knew what he was doing. Yeah. Know? Like, now he's just suddenly like, I'm he's annoyed. Just real <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you guys, what the hell was up with the videotapes? I would Still like know. to know! Still don't know. Basically, next week's episode, we're gonna get, like, answers. And then after that, we have a month-long hiatus. And Again. Then yeah, and then they'll give us a musical episode and then figure out the videotapes, I guess. <laughs> Who's to say? I'm so confused by this show 100% of the time. So Brett is sad that he can't keep playing his video game because Donna's like, stop playing your video game. Um, and they're like, 100% it was Jughead's blood. So um, what happened here? Where did you get Jughead's blood? Hey, this is this <laughs> is the part that I'm confused about. Did they fake Jughead's death? Did they plan it the entire time? Who? Jughead and so, Betty. Okay. <sighs> because how does that... How did they find or, out that the Stonies are trying to kill Jughead, and then how did they get away with it instead? Well, no, or did Jughead find out that they were- were they planning to fake Jughead's death and then blame it on Betty? Yes, they were planning- no, they were planning on actually yeah. killing Jughead and then blaming Betty for it. And then they assumed, I guess, that I- Betty was going to get rid of the rock, and so they were going to get another rock and put Jughead's blood on it, but I don't know where they got Jughead's blood. Because they wanted to actually finish the job. They do just, like, drain his blood? But how well, did, did they Jughead- have- Did he have to give a blood sample to join the colon squall? The, the colon squall. <laughs> how did Jughead find out that they were going to kill him? I think we will learn some of this next week. Yeah. Next week is supposed to be the answers. Like, we look real dumb every episode before this because we're talking about how it's all a book, so- but like I don't know I'm just like really con- oh yeah god we do sound stupid hey that's why it's fun to do weeklies that's true cause it's like oh half the time yeah. last week I was like Hiram's disease isn't real cause it's part of the book <laughs> yeah but now I wish that that were true yeah um so Jonathan she says that Jonathan was the one who put it on the rock and I guess it didn't work so I assume that's why they killed that's why Jonathan they killed him? Yeah. Ugh. They're like, I guess. they killed their one black friend 
<laughs> That's a bad choice, Donna. And then we know now that okay. somebody in that writer's room listens to our podcast. <laughs> I mean, because I Donna think- said the phrase... Sheriff Daddy. I feel like a lot of other people have made that joke looking back. But also she said it in a different context. She was saying it was Jughead's Sheriff Daddy. Yeah. Like it was Jughead's actual daddy. I'm just saying that like we were there first. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We were on the forefront of this joke. We've been new. Did we say Officer Daddy and then Sheriff Zaddy? Yeah, it was one of those Mm. two. Whichever one made you the most upset is what I I said. Yeah. So at this point, Donna is so obsessed with this that she literally calls Betty at 3 a.m. Why does she have Betty's phone number? Thank you. Um... Donna believes the Jughead is alive and is like fully going crazy about it. Um, she got everything did they right. Just, by like, the way, swap numbers while they were in the woods. Or like something? I don't know. <laughs> she like she since we're gonna the entire keep, thing. Since we're gonna keep meeting like this, here's my number. Right. Just like, call me next time you want to. Oh hang yeah, because like she was texting her last episode, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. Like maybe she took it from Jughead's computer. Like would y'all mm. just be happy dating each other? Like is yeah. that what you want at this I'm, point? I'm not upset. <laughs> it's just like Donna's obsession is just so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what is Jughead going to do now that he's legally dead? We kind of talked about that. So they're tying them to attempted murder, but we still don't know why you are murdering him. Well, like why you tried to murder him. Like we genuinely just like still don't know. So we can't really talk. No, about we we just, super have no clue I, why I any don't of know. this happened. No. Um. Then we get some more domestic snake parents, which chef's kiss. Oh. Thank you so much. Mwah. Mwah. I will take my breadcrumbs. Yeah. Betty's literally like. Hey, can we do a funeral? And FP's like, I suppose. And Alice is like, let me put my nice hand on your shoulder. Because Alice still doesn't know. Ah! So like that. Not at that point. No, not at that point. She doesn't know until like five minutes before the episode. Like at the, like she's watching the funeral being like, oh my God, my poor husband, boyfriend, man. Wait, yeah, she cries because he cries. Yeah, she's really crying and she's really trying to comfort Jellybean. Yeah. I thought Alice knew the whole time and that's why she had, because Betty says mom had her documentary. That was how they were dealing with- That was how she was dealing with stress. The stress of hiding Jughead being alive. Yeah, I'm with you. It's just that they. she literally says, Mom, I have to tell you something five minutes before the episode ends. She and was then, stupid. And then Jughead questions whether telling Alice was the right choice. Yeah. Because like, she initially wasn't whole, in on the plan. There was already a list of people who knew. The show is stupid. Yeah. I love it, but it's stupid. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so but everybody here knows now. So why can't we just like talk about it? But that ended up not being true. But like they do frame it as if they could have known. Like, if Alice and FP did know, they kind of do frame it as if if Betty were to be like, I think we should do a funeral, FP, FP could be like, ugh, that sounds like harrowing, I don't really want to do that, and she's like, it's for everybody else, because everybody else is, like, missing him or whatever, and FP's like, okay, that's fine. You know, like, it could be right. framed, like, if you looked at it again, you could be like, I, I see that. Yeah, that's they, how, they the could se- all know. during second watch, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I see here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of part one, and now we will... Move on to part two. But first, Brittany, can you tell me about TV Co.? Um, yeah, TV Co. is an app that you can download and watch your favorite creators uh, live stream. It's kind of like Twitch, but for TV. Mm. And what else? Well, we, we're on TV Co. Mm. It's um, we, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST, we get on TV Co. and re- rewatch the previous week's Riverdale to prepare for the next day's new Riverdale. Cool. And do you know what we're going to do for this whole month-long hiatus? No, you haven't told me yet. Oh, probably the same <laughs> thing we did last time. Rewatch old episodes. Cool. Lit. How are we going to decide which episodes? Probably a poll on Twitter, right? Yeah. Cool. 
So stay tuned on our Twitter so you can vote in the poll. And help us pick which episode to watch. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So you can go on TVCo, you can use the app in the description, and you can follow us, and then you'll get notifications for when we're about to go live. And we would love to have you. It's super fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. Pick, so, the, pick the ones with good FP and Alice content if you want to see me cry. Yeah, there are all of our previous broadcasts are saved, so you can go and look at them if you want to. Okay, part two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I, I think, think you'll you find it's Battle, Battle of the, the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. I'm tired of both of you. <laughs> uh, oh, also, <laughs> I bet you guys can probably tell, but I have a really bad cough right now, which is, you know, it aided to um, me puking in the sink. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, she puked in the sink because she was coughing a lot, not because she was excited to see Dr. Colonel Jr. That was just a- I didn't get to see Dr. Colonel Jr. Sorry, hear about Dr. Colonel Jr. <laughs> yeah. It's not because I had food poisoning or anything. Sam makes very good dinners. She does. Thank um, you. It's just that I was coughing too much, and so I threw up my whole dinner. And so um, you have probably noticed, but I, sometimes I cough quietly in the background, <laughs> and I apologize for that. But sometimes, um, if I don't do it, I- I'll die. It'd just be like that, you know? Yeah. Okay, okay, so part, part. We don't want her to die. Yeah. Okay, Who so- Who would do the notes? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who would lead this podcast? Mm-hmm. Hermosa shows up to bully Veronica into leaving the country with a fake Monica Posh passport. Is that what she was doing? Yeah. I think. I thought she found that. No, she provided her that. Yeah. Oh, what? I missed that. Sorry. (laughs) Veronica clocks the fake attempt at sympathy for what it is, an attempt to get rid of her so she can take over the family business. Then Veronica rips up a perfectly good plane ticket. At the El Royale, Archie is trying to train his little munchkins to, but a bunch of them have decided not to show up, and they tell Archie that they um, think he killed that Jones guy. Uh, Archie tells them that he didn't- Archie, I think. (laughs) <laughs> Archie tells them that he didn't do it, but it's a little hard for them to believe since they, um, you know, actually saw him beat the crap out of Dodger. Yikes. True. But also, didn't you guys once work for Dodger? Yep. Uh, yeah, you guys think you're so high and mighty. You peddled drugs. <laughs> and you're five. And your name's Macklemore. <laughs> Alice interviews Cheryl and Tony about Jughead's death, and it's kind of weird. Tony talks about the night she kissed him before they became friends, and Cheryl says that she's really sorry she called him a hobo that one time. <laughs> they talk about it. They talk about it like they like did stuff. And, right? Like, Jughead specifically says we just made out. Yeah. Like specifically. So I'm like, <laughs> ma'am, what are you trying to do? She's like, like we had a special night together. I'm like, really? Huh? <laughs> it didn't seem that special. She's like Harry Styles playing in the background. <laughs> Don't stop your crying. It's the sign of the times. <laughs> Also, I like girls. (laughs) (laughs) At the Smith-Jones residence, the family is holding a funeral for Jughead. Everyone there... Everyone is there, including Sweet Pea, as well as Brett and Donna. Oh, and boy. Jones. Gee, I wonder where Jonathan is. <laughs> He'd be dead. Donna comments that it's really weird that they're having a closed casket since Jughead was so handsome. Actually, Donna, you're the weirdo for hitting on a cadaver. <laughs> <laughs> People who hit on weird things this episode. Hermosa, Donna. Yeah. It's serpent tradition. To have a casket present, and Donna makes a big deal about it, but Betty won't hesitate. Oh no, I messed up my joke. It's okay. I left I out will edit it. I left out a noun. This is an audio <laughs> podcast. We can go back. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> Betty says it's serpent. <sighs> you got this. Betty, Would you like me to do it? Oh my god. Betty says. Betty says it's serpent tradition to have a casket present, and if Donna makes a big deal about it, she won't hesitate. <laughs> my favorite part is that Robin's definitely keep all of that in. <laughs> no! FP and Alice deserve Oscars for their performance at Jughead's funeral. FP cries through a speech about their relationship, and Alice is moved to tears when everyone else, with everyone else, along with everyone else who is faking it. I'm... <laughs> reading when fp leaves the room overwhelmed by emotion she also 
You're half of why I can't do this. I'm sorry. You can't breathe. When Effie leaves the room, overwhelmed with emotion, she almost goes after him but stays for Betty and Jellybean. I will take my breadcrumb, thank you. Betty goes next and she reads a segment from Jughead's favorite Sherlock Holmes story, The Final Problem. It's a great metaphor. Because of who Hiram is as a person, he decides it's a great idea to corner F.P. at his son's funeral and suggest he take some time off the force. F.P. tells him he sucks and he quits instead. <laughs> I, I'm inclined to agree. Donna decides to bully a child and harasses Jellybean about her dead brother. Real glassy. They make a scene in, in an attempt to open the casket and prove Jughead isn't dead. The serpents, Archie, and Betty all tell them to get the heck out of there because, wow, y'all are terrible people. Hermosa decides to investigate for herself and finds out that Betty, Archie, and Veronica all had different stories the night that Jughead died. She visits each of their parents and threatens Veronica with having them all sit down together for a little chat if she doesn't tell her the truth. Is this a red- is this a- loose end like mary mary knows so right. mary mary just like is talking I and guess. alice knows but alice now, doesn't know but like now she does yeah but she didn't when she told her yeah that's true she's like yeah betty gave me a bullshit answer <laughs> <laughs> and i said and i said that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> i'm a good parent i was wearing this really lovely robe that my husband got me I like no no just... not the serial killer one <laughs> the other one the other one I like that we just refer to FP as her husband now. I'm, I mean, I mean if, I, the, if the show won't give it to us, I'm manifesting. I'm manifesting. <laughs> Kevin asks Betty if Jughead is really alive, and Betty is quite frankly offended. Apparently, it's the hot goss, and Donna has started the rumor. Alice interviews Kevin and asks why he thinks the rumors are getting so popular. He says that people will believe what they want to believe. He says that Jughead was obsessed with Tom Sawyer faking his own death in freshman year, so it would make a lot of sense for Jughead to fake his own death. Then Reggie gets interviewed and he says he's jealous that that weirdo pulled off the best senior prank of all time. And I love my son, Reggie. He really is weird. He's the best. He's a weirdo. He... It's true. Betty calls Archie to Pops to have a delightfully little staged crying session. How lovely that these childhood sweethearts can be there for each other during this difficult time. <laughs> After overhearing this uh, clearly staged situation, <laughs> Cheryl sets up a memorial at Jughead's locker to help convince more people that Jughead is actually dead so that Betty can stop hurting. It appears to upset her further, though, so she and Archie go disappear into the band room to feel good for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They you know make what? The most realistic part of this is that everyone knows band geeks are the most sexually active people in high school. <laughs> they make out for a few minutes because I deserve good things. Fortunately for them, Cheryl catches them in the act and decides to tell all the important people about it. She texts the gay group chat first and then goes to Veronica to tell her that- her Plus Reggie! <laughs> he belongs in the gay group chat. I still, I still maintain that Reggie has a crush on Monroe. No, I, Bye, want, I Reggie. want Reggie to be a really annoying ally. Yeah. <laughs> well, doesn't that feel like that's what he'd do? Reggie is the himbo of Riverdale. Yeah, And he therefore is. he belongs in the gay do you want to Do you want to explain what a himbo is to people who may not know what a himbo is? Uh, It's a really pretty man who is also dumb. It's it the is male the male version of a, bimbo. of a bimbo. Yeah. But I say it with a lot of affection. It, yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Himbo is used with a lot more affection than anyone has ever used bimbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Reggie is himbo. <laughs> <laughs> she texts the gay group chat and then she goes to tell Veronica that her boyfriend and her best friend have been grief canoodling and she has proof. Grief canoodling. <laughs> I'm upset with that. <coughs> oh boy. Veronica makes a scene about it and she goes for Archie's throat rather than blaming Betty. But then Betty admits that she started it and Veronica's visibly hurt and angry at both of them. 
this is all a show. Kevin is on camera again, openly admitting to be a, being a Barchi stan because Kevin <laughs> understands me as a person. He thinks that they're in game and that if anything, this actually proves that Jughead is dead. Their plan worked. Yeah, cool. So you this know how whole... manip- you manipulate your friends? Oh, um, you know, from time to time. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> Wow, that's hurtful. So the whole Monica Posh's passport thing, I thought I, she, like, found it, and I was like, oh, I thought Monica was, like, a, an alias for, like, silly stuff, not for, like, such important things as this. But uh, it turns out she just, like, found it, and I misunderstood. Yeah. Or, like, she made had it made. Yeah, she had it made. How? I bet that plane ticket was expensive. Yeah, that's why I was like, don't... I mean, there's probably a digital version available yeah. still. So all of the kids think that Archie is a murderer now. I'm sad. And that's that scene. Um, Tony is wearing the headband again. Why? Why Stop Tony wearing the headband. headbands? <laughs> um, I do love that they're remembering that Tony and Jughead were good friends because my true core four, like I always say, was season two, Tony, Jughead, Sweet Pea, and Fangs. Thank you, you. And RIP. I will never forget the true core four of everybody. Okay. <laughs> Um, are they going to show this documentary to Jughead? I hope yes. so. I hope so too. Because he said he's going to be like, ah, Tony, ah, cry, cry, cry. And then he's no. going to be like, Reggie, come <laughs> Jughead is going to have a hosting party mm-hmm. for this documentary. That would be house. incredible. With like snacks. And then what's going to happen is exactly what happens in the office when um, Michael tries to show threat level midnight and everyone starts laughing and then he like <laughs> freaks out and gets really upset and won't let them watch the rest of it. <laughs> Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen with Alice. She's going to be like, watch my documentary. And then everyone's going to laugh. She's going to be like, never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so Cheryl is not jealous about what happened between Tony and Jughead. And you know what? She has no reason to be because uh, nothing really happened there. Although I understand why you might think that something happened due to the nature of Harry Styles' song. I oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that Cheryl doesn't know that Jughead is alive, and yet the only nice thing she can say about Jughead is that she's really sorry that she called him a hobo that one time. First of all, that was iconic. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that that was. Yeah. I don't... What was the beginning of the sentence? I don't remember, but it was like, something, something, you hobo. And it was genius. It was my favorite line award. I remember that. I'm a little weirded out about the fact that that's the only nice thing she can think of to say about Jughead, though. Yeah. I know it's funny, but like, hello? Like, I know they did it as a joke, but I'm also kind of sad. Yeah. Right. And I will say it again, the photo that they choose for Jughead's funeral looks like he has dysentery. <laughs> it's so bad! <laughs> of all the things! It looks like he's in the middle of a famine. <laughs> like, <laughs> How did you go with dysentery? They, they have good pictures of this boy eating burgers. Oh my god. And that boy looks like he's never even seen a burger. Yeah. Or heard of a burger. Or had food in like 10 years. Like we all know that if Jughead had a real funeral, that Pops would cater it. Yeah. Just Cole's right. listening to this and he's like, well, that was hurtful. <laughs> no. So more importantly, um, Sweet Pea is here. <laughs> hurtful. And I have to tell you about a theory that me and Casey came up with. Mm. Let me let me confirm that it is in fact Casey, actually. Because I don't want to frickle it up and then give her... Give her credit she doesn't deserve. Well, give, or, say, like, who else are you away... making Sweet Pea head cannons with oh, there, there besides are people. Casey? There You're are stepping people. out on Casey? There are people. The sweet peers. Oh, you want to rephrase that one? No, I did. I, I phrased it exactly that way on purpose. <laughs> it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was me and Casey, and I think Joanna was also here. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what happened was we had this theory. What happened was I was supposed to make the same joke. We had this theory that has no legs to stand on, but because sweet pea is coming back, we thought we need to have a sweet pea theory. Okay. okay. And it is absolutely false. Okay. Like, 
it would make absolutely no sense if this were to be true. Okay. Mm. So basically, I was like, what if we finally get Sweet Pea's real name? You know, because I've been asking for it for like almost three full seasons. And you'll never and get it, yeah. And I've just never gotten it. And Casey said, what if Sweet is his last name? Like Donna Sweet. Yeah. <gasps> that is not cool. Yeah. And then Joanna, who's at Veridissima, was like, what if this is all, what if all this thing with Jughead is because Donna's mad at Sweet Pea and his side of the family? This is all big, sweet family rivalry and Jughead got caught in the middle. And I was like, this is my favorite one so far. Like, what if his name is actually P, like his his first initial is P and his last name is Sweet. Yeah. His last name is Sweet and his first initial is P, which is why they call him Sweet P. Okay. Yeah. But that little NM next to his name on the Heather's cast list. Mm. Neiman Marcus. Ruins everything, <laughs> right? Um, and then I was like, okay, first of all, Donna's last name has two T's on the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe the la- the like second T, like she stole it from the end of Brett's name. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. But, but like, what if, if this was like some AU that we live in, mm-hmm. they're half siblings, right? Okay. Because obviously Jordan Connor is a person of color. Yes. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, half siblings, uh-huh. and one of them is at private school, and the other went to heckin' Southside High? Yeah. What the heck's going on there? That's some drama. Infiltrate everyone. Anyway, this is a theory that ha- that is absolutely false, because they both went to this funeral and nothing happened. <laughs> they hardly interacted, and definitely not as people who even knew each other. But... I'm just saying, this is interesting. This mm-hmm. is Riverdale. That is as valid a theory as anything else is. That's exactly. true. Either way, it was a theory that I was, like, pretty interested in. I like it. Okay, so, but where has Sweepy been? <laughs> they didn't even tell us where he's been. He just showed up at Jughead's funeral. And I thought that maybe they had given us, like, a subtle way to tell us where he's been. Because for a second, I thought that he had the S um jacket on. Like, you know, the sweet or. The Southside Serpent's jacket, if it's like the S one, that means like you're like the Serpent King or whatever. Then if you have the one that looks like a circle. You're just a serpent. Then you're just like a serpent. And I mm-hmm. thought he had the S one for a second. And so I thought that's their subtle way of telling us that he has been like the King of the Serpents and that's where he's been, which is like my own personal headcanon. Mm-hmm. But then he came back and he didn't have that jacket on. And so now I'm like, so I still don't know. It's really frustrating because during the ice storm or after that ice storm, FP decided he was going to be both Serpent King and Sheriff. And we've seen him like do one thing each. Yeah. Like since then. Yeah. And I'm just like, but where has Sweet Pea been? It's been a season. <sighs> like, bring me back the serpents. Yeah. I just, I miss That's all I care about. And so I was like, okay, and why isn't he talking to Fangs? He's, he, they're standing on opposite sides of the room. I was like, hello, you guys are best friends slash boyfriends. <laughs> hello. <laughs> so uh, uh, Betty says that FP said that the Stonies are allowed to come. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, because yeah. he's a nice man. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan is not there. Because he did. Because he's dead. And Sweet Pea, by the way, is not in on it. And he fully thinks Jughead is dead. Oh, poor Sweet Pea. And I am sad. The sweetest pea. I am sad. Pour one out. So it's a closed casket. And Donna says that he would be a handsome cadaver. And ma'am, ma'am, his head was bashed in. Ma'am. He would not be a handsome cadaver. Ma'am, his brains fell out. (laughs) Yeah. His brains fell out. (laughs) So it's serpent tradition for there to be a casket. Is he even in it? Where is he? Is he in the bunker? Is he inside the casket? How expensive was the casket for this? I hope. Well, they maybe Caskets are expensive. They probably rented it. Did they borrow it from Dr. Curl Jr.? Dr. Curl Jr. is like, I have a collection. You can have an extra. Okay, but he definitely did do that. (laughs) Um, Alice keeps her hand on Jellybean's knee, like, through the whole funeral. She's a good mom. Like, she's probably like, why isn't Jellybean crying? (laughs) Like, why did they leave Alice out for so long? Because they like to offend me. 
Yeah, oh yeah, that's probably it. So here's my list of all the people who were in the funeral scene, because you know me, and I really love to, I love to look at group shots. Uh Uh-huh. To be clear, Dr. Curdle Jr. is not in attendance. (laughs) Oh, good, (laughs) because I was wondering. I just feel like they were friends. Okay. Okay. That one time when he came in and he just started yelling at him. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> you know how you yell at your friends? Okay, so here's a list of people who were there at the funeral. Uh, okay, so front row on the left side. Fangs, Mary, Archie, Veronica. Back row. Pop, Reggie, Cheryl, Tony. Okay. Back row, right side. Tom, Keller, Kevin, Hermione, Hiram. Where's Tom's wife, Sierra? Yes, literally. Front row, right side. Betty, Alice, Jellybean, FP. And then in the back back, we've got Joan, Donna, Brett, Sweet pea, and then a bunch of people I don't recognize. So like a line of pieces of shit, basically. And pea, then sweet pea, <laughs> and and the pea, and, and the pea, the sweet pea. Um, so I guess that FP is just like up there, like imagining he's actually dead. Um, that's what trained trained a lot of trained actors do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just surprised because FP is not a trained actor. He's just a good boy. Like I, the way I make myself cry is I literally just like go up there and then I imagine very sad things and then I walk out on stage and I'm like, oh look, I'm crying. This is the sad thing that I was imagining. Yeah. Like one time I had to go out on stage and I was doing like a really sad scene in which one of my friends died or whatever. And oh I was God. just like, oh, okay, well. And sometimes I'd be like, who's dying today in my brain? I mean, you gotta do you what know? you gotta do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Betty, if this was real, Betty is quite, is pretty brave for going up and speaking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a crier and uh, oh. I, I can't even, uh, for like funerals of people that I hardly know. Yeah, I can't even. I struggle to go to funerals because I will look at other people crying. Yes. And I will lose it. Okay, the passage that Betty picks. Yes. Mm-hmm. For us makes perfect sense. Yes. For everyone else, you'd be like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's an immediate tip off. Yes. Because you know that Holmes faked his death. Yeah. That Jughead is faking his death. Yeah. Like, if you know, you know. Yeah. Like, I was, if I were Sweet Pea and I had, like, seen... Something Sherlock related yeah. or had read Sherlock Holmes. I'd the be final like, problem is an episode title in Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, so is he dead? Yeah. Or is he not dead? Yeah. What's going on? So yeah, they talk about Sherlock and Moriarty. And so we were like, who is who? Jughead is obviously Sherlock. And then Moriarty would be like Donna, I guess. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, um, I, that's not in question. Yeah. So yeah, Sherlock faked his death. Um, FP is drinking again. I know, yeah. that, I know that they've forgotten that he was an alcoholic, but... Yeah, but I'm sad. It still makes me sad to see. FP, uh, Hiram tries to hire FP, but FP just up and quits. Um, but we need him for this. Okay, I have a question, though. Do you th- think that Hiram actually meant well when he went over and said, hey, maybe you should take a break? Right, when I was rewatching it, like, it seemed good-intentioned. Because, because like, some things have started to seem genuine from him since he's gotten sick. But also, like... I don't trust him and I don't like him. So I think no. that I think that it could have been, but I'm like, hey, Hiram, I know that you're like not a people person, but like maybe wait a couple days yeah. and not do it at the funeral. Yeah. yeah. Like I know you're just learning how to be a person. Yeah. But For the very um, first time. Lesson one. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either way, we kind of need FP as the sheriff. So, I mean, yeah. I'm glad that it looks like next episode, Jughead's literally going to be like, hello, it's me. Um, so nobody living in this house has a job. Yeah. 
Who's paying uh, the mortgage? No what don't know who's pay, paying the mortgage. Oh wait, wait, wait. Did wait, Gladys wait. just pay for the whole thing? Yeah, Gladys, Gladys just bought the house. Well, they, okay, so they still have to pay for like utilities. Utilities and stuff, but okay. Okay, so Donna goes up to talk to Jellybean, and more importantly, um, Fangs and Sweet Pea are talking in the background. Okay. <laughs> so my ship right, is back and they're important. talking and they're I'm just like so blessed in this moment. I'm so happy for you. Um oh, they're probably talking about tickling. <laughs> No! No! I hope Bangs recruits Sweet Pea into that. Shut up! (laughs) The tickling show. Take that back. I will not take that back. No, take it back. If anything, I mean it more now. No, I can't. I cannot move on until you take that back. I absolutely will not. You will die unhappy. (laughs) No, please don't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tickle, tickle! But then I noticed that also Pop. Sweet Pea has a good laugh. (laughs) Stop! Stop it! It probably does have a great timbre, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay. But also, more importantly, um, then they start talking to Pop, who's also there. So I guess maybe they're we're recruiting Pop, too. They're recruiting no. Pop as well. Um, that you should take back. I will not. Protect so, that man. So Donna is talking to J- uh, to Jellybean. And um, ma'am, if... If this were actually real, like, she's pretty convinced that Jughead is is actually alive or whatever. But mm-hmm. if Jughead was actually dead, ma'am. You are bullying a child. You may not do if that. If Jughead was dead, I do not think it would be outside of uh, Jelly Bean's uh, purview to smash her. Yeah, smash oh, her across yeah. the face. Yeah. So then Donna's, like, getting, like, ushered away and she's like, do it, Brett, do it. Um, but he can't <laughs> But he can't get to the gasket because Sweet Pea's in the way. <laughs> he literally, when he was like, well, she told me to, I'm like, do you do everything she tells you to? You friggin' ape. Would you jump off a bridge if she <laughs> told you to? Jeez. Maybe. <laughs> so I'm like, is this an opportunity for shipping? <laughs> no! Oh my god. Robin, put it back. I have- I also have thoughts about Archie later. But basically, <laughs> ever since I started actually enjoying Brett as a character, every time he, like, interacts with a character that, like, we already know, except for that one time when he interacted with Veronica at that party. Yeah, that was, yeah, like, that was so creepy. That's not good. But any other time, like, this, and then, like, whenever he, like, is with Archie, and then, like, whenever he basically meets anybody else- I'm just like, is this an opportunity for enemies to friends to lovers? Stop! I'm just wondering. There I'm has wondering. someone has to stop you. I'm sorry, but literally <laughs> in the last, sorry. in the in like the second last scene, he, he literally like he <laughs> says that Archie's built Archie. like a superhero. He sure okay, does. I forgot about that. I'm like, sure. sir, have you caught feelings? Have you caught feelings? Uh, what another a bro can't admire another bro for his physique? <laughs> yeah, you could say, hey, dude. Looking good, but he says he's built like a superhero. Hello? Like, how how long have you been thinking about Archie's body? <gasps> ah! <laughs> That's why I love, like, you go back and you watch last episode, and then, like, Archie, and Archie comes and he's like, Brett! And Brett's just like, God, his hair looks great. <laughs> his hair looks <laughs> great, even when he's so throwing then he, me to the ground. So then he has to be like, <laughs> he's gonna call him Elbow for that. And he calls him Elbow. <laughs> I hate y'all. <you. laughs> He's anyway, like, gotta tamp down these feelings. Back off, Elmo! <laughs> you can't catch me, gay thoughts. <laughs> anyway, Brett likes Archie. Spread the news. Start spreading the news. <laughs> Brett has a crush on Archie. <laughs> I hate y'all so goddamn okay. much. So yeah, my note is, is this an opportunity for shipping? Hello, anyone? <laughs> anyone is with me, please? No. Please? No. Don't be with her. Don't support her. <laughs> um. So then... 
Hermosa says that FP is a bad sheriff, and you know what? Good thing he's not anymore then. Whatever. Also, he's not a bad sheriff. He's actually a really good sheriff. Yeah, they they, they were faking it, Hermosa. That that doesn't say he's yeah. a bad sheriff. Like, would I say that FP is a better sheriff than Tom was? But, like, Tom went through actual training to be the sheriff. Mm. Yeah, FP's kind of just flying by the seat of his pants. Yeah, and somehow it's so... Working for him, and it's like, what's that about? I feel like they're probably on, like, a similar level. Mm. So Hermosa goes to Mary and Alice, who are both in on it, but not- But Alice wasn't at the time? Or, like, when did she go? Right. Was it before Archie told uh, Mary? No. I don't know. So, okay. Who's to say? Um, Kevin heard the rumor that Jughead's alive, and people now believe it, so it's showtime! Okay, what rumor? Who started that rumor? Donna. Donna. At the funeral. Oh, right. I forgot um, to pay attention to the actual show. Okay. <laughs> so they talk about how Jughead loved Tom Sawyer, and I can't relate to this because when I was in 10th grade, I had to read um, Huckleberry Finn, and I hated it, and I wanted to die. So did I! I hated it. I had to read it. I did not hate it. You didn't hate it? No. I couldn't read that garbage. It might be, like, country well, country, though. As a yeehaw, yeah. <laughs> I could read it. I literally, I couldn't, I couldn't read it because I had to read it out loud because it's written in a dialect. Yeah. So I had to read it out loud to be able to read it. And so I couldn't read it at school. I had to read it at home. And it's filled with- <laughs> I would have paid money to see that. And it's filled with N-words. That's so true. I can't, I'm like, uh, why am I reading this in 10th grade? Well, probably did. Mm-hmm. I hate, it was so long. <laughs> Robin has hot takes about I hated old tiny it. books. Like it has cultural significance. I was just so mad because I had to do that in grade ten, and I could have chosen to kill a mockingbird, but I didn't. And I don't oh, know. Oh, why. see, that's on you. Yeah, it is on me. And I and I see. Like I feel I like I bad. Like I feel like I read Tom Sawyer like way before tenth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was actually reading To Kill a Mockingbird in tenth grade yeah. and having a great time. So I'm very sorry that you. Well, I was also chose upset because poorly. then in grade eleven we I read Life of Pi and I loved Life of Pi and then in grade twelve I read Gatsby and I loved Gatsby and so I was like, why the heck? It's so funny. Did I, I have to read? I hated Gatsby the first time I read it mm-hmm. and then I had to read it like three more times for like three different other classes. Yeah. And I loved it more and more every yeah. time I read it. Mm-hmm. I've never read Gatsby. I love it. I watch the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So they talk about the concept of seeing your own funeral, which I'm interested in. Reggie's angry, not that people are being disrespectful, but that Jug has a better senior prank. Um, Reggie, I have bad news, and it's that Jughead doesn't go to your school. <laughs> oh my god. So. He's so stupid. <laughs> so that is that's, very upsetting. That's my dumb thought, son, and I love him. Yeah. So then we get that Barchi flash forward that Sam was so obsessed with, and it's actually really performative. <laughs> it's like, listen, I know I have my rights taken away by the show on a regular basis, but I don't care. I'm gonna take my crumbs. And it turns out that Cheryl is listening, which Betty knew that she was, so that's why they kind of like set it up. Oh, right, she was trailing her, so I guess it yeah. did come back. Yeah. So like, Cheryl We say all this is fake, but we know I get a big crumb at the end of this episode. Yeah, I do. You don't even get a crumb, you get a whole cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Cheryl put together a memorial. Um, but like Jughead doesn't have a locker anymore, so it was like that is old locker. I think that was Betty's or... locker. It was Betty's locker, okay. Um, I wonder if Chuck drew the picture, because apparently Chuck is finally coming back, so I think that was really thoughtful of Betty and really kind or Petty. Uh Cheryl and just like really kind. I agree. H- hanging out in the music room is just so it's like really voyeuristic at this point. Um <laughs> and so we have the Barchi kiss, and the thing that people on Twitter are really like obsessed with is like the lingering. Mm-hmm. It's like the kiss happened. 
happens yeah. and then there's like a lingering moment Ooh. and then the second kiss happens and I wa- I rewatch it and I was like, okay, I'm with you. Okay. Like, I'm we should there. just play the, like, that TikTok sound that's just like, oh no, I think I'm catching feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, why now? Four seasons into the show, why do Barchie now? Because they like to toy with me. They've done, they've, they've played around with it before. Yeah, but it's, they've been ha- pretty established couples for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's for Sam. It's, it's, it's eggs. You know, I think they're doing it because if they are doing that big time jump at the end, yeah. who knows what combination oh, they're going to oh come back Oh my in. god. Good Five morning. year time jump, and then it turns out Bargy's been together for three full years. <laughs> uh, Jughead comes back with some random girlfriend, and we're like, <laughs> oh my god, the Buckheads would be so mad. Alice and FP have been married for five years and, and have a FP child. Is, and have a child, yeah. and FP is now like on some secret mission. Sorry, another child. Had, another one. Yeah. They already have one. Your expectations are too high. Your expectations are too high. Um, It's a time jump. I can make up whatever I want. Also, um, I would like to apologize formally to uh, to Charles for my theory from last episode when I said that he was evil and was (laughs) in on the Stoney's plot. I do apologize. Uh, Still don't really know what's up with you and Chick though. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why have they not explained that? Will they? I, no. I think I think they will. I don't. Okay. So Cheryl texts Tony, Kevin, okay. Reggie, and more. Who's to say who the more is? Who who's to say? This is um also this being on iMessage, this is a group chat. Like she's not just sending it to like each of them separately. She it's a group chat. Yeah. But it doesn't have a name. So I don't know. Yeah, that was the most unrealistic part. I was like, where is your group chat name? Mm-hmm. Um, it should be the gays and the himbo. Yeah. <laughs> and so um Cheryl mentions that she's always the one to catch them, which is true because in the mid in the season two mid season finale, she is the one who saw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's wearing her serpent jacket again, which I love. Um also speaking of, Vanessa's hair is now back to all brown. So that makes me think that Tony might not be in the last few episodes of the season because they just recently finished um, recording episode 419. Oh, that would make me sad. Or they switched to a wig. I guess that's true. Yeah, that could be happening. And then she won't have to wear those weird headbands anymore. Exactly. So she goes to tell Veronica and Veronica's like, it is time. So she runs in and she immediately blames Archie and not Betty. Love that. Love that. Love the implication of that so much. But Betty stands up and she takes full responsibility for it. And Veronica's like, okay, now I can be mad at you. Veronica's like, what the hell? Like, we know this is all staged. Yeah. But like, they were just like, you know what? Let's make sure this is a little bit feminist. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, good job. Yeah. Um, and Tony's in. She's just like, yes. She's like, you true, tell him, preach. girl. Yes. Yep. Um, so One Kevin- of the funniest lines of the episode. <laughs> so Kevin still thinks that Barchi is endgame, which of course is like exactly what Kevin said in the pilot, which we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about Barchi stands. That's right. Kevin said stands. And Alice also said stands this episode. I'm very yep. like concerned. I just want to know cool. like- uh, in a hundred years, people are going to rewatch this and they're going to be like, this is vintage television. They're going to have to look up the lingo of the times. Oh my God, that's it's so just sad. That, it's just that the entire Riverdale writer's room is very on Twitter. And you can tell. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, they're incredibly online. Yeah. Um. So Jughead must be dead because Barchi is happening. And you know what? That was exactly the plan that they wanted to do. Uh, my question is who came up with the plan? Was it Archie? Was it Betty? Who came up with the plan? Was it Jughead? That was not Archie. He's not smart enough. I know, but I he love really my wants to kiss who, Betty. Who was like, you guys should make out for 
for proof. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, maybe we should kiss. I don't know. I think that's a JK, good idea. Maybe so. <laughs> Unless. Unless. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's the end of part two, and now we will move on to part three. Except, Brittany, will you tell me about Patreon? Yeah, Patreon is a service you can donate monthly to your favorite creators. Where? Well, like. So, like, if you go to patreon.com slash theafficionados, you would find out that um, we have a Patreon where you can donate starting at a dollar a month to get early access to our pods by at least a day. And that dollar helps contribute to all of our massive hosting fees. Oop. But if you don't have a dollar, that's okay. Because sometimes I also don't have a dollar. Mm. Um, another way to help is to tell your friends. Cool. Cool. All right. So now it's time for part three. And I obviously did the one for that. Donna shows up at the blue and gold to tell Betty once again that she's on to her. Hey. Oh, no. She believes the Jughead is alive and she just needs to figure out where he is. Betty tells her to let it go, but Donna can't hold it back anymore. Oh, no. I am blocking you in her life. Betty is now pretty sure Donna is going to start following her, so she heads to Pops to grab dinner and goes to Dilton's bunker. Donna follows her there, but when she goes down, she sees Archie and Betty hooking up. Classic sex bunker stuff. Stop. Donna gets the heck out of there. Betty finally tells Alice the truth. Varchi chat about how the plan went. Veronica wonders if Archie has legit feelings for Betty, and he says no, that she's the only one for him. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we cut to Betty and Jughead, who is alive. Jughead got attacked with a rock and somehow his hat blocked the blow, I guess. That's science. Betty sure. gives him a new one that she knit herself. She lists all the people who are in on the plan and it really makes the previous few episodes make absolutely zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jug asks if Betty's feelings for Archie came back and she also says no. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Later, Betty texts Archie about their kiss and it really seems like maybe they've got some of these residual feelings they were being discussed. Hmm. hmm. I'm not mad about it. Betty tells the documentary that she's sure the Stonies will begin to crack. She's right. Donna barges into Brett's room. She knows the Jughead is alive. Brett is not so sure. Donna goes, um, crazy. Hermosa does some digging <laughs> on the Stonies and turns out that Donna is not who she says she is. But we don't know who that may be because they end the episode. I kind of did. forgot about that part of the episode yeah. in the midst of the rest of the ness of the rest of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first note about this is that Donna says that she watched their sex tape and apparently Whoa. it was and apparently it was so kinky that she can't go without for two days. Um, okay. Okay, I missed that entire part and I'm uncomfortable yeah. and I want to leave. Yeah. Like one, first of all, how could you possibly watch a sex tape of anyone you know? That's disgusting. Yep. Yeah. Two, I don't even want to hear about it. I don't even have a two. <laughs> two, how does how does one sex tape of them one time imply that Betty is a nymphomaniac? Yeah. What? What? Your powers <laughs> of deduction are, are bad. Yeah. How how can you be Moriarty with garbage like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I. I called Dilton's bunker that he was in Dilton's bunker like halfway through the episode. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to imply that Moriarty wouldn't watch a sex tape of Sherlock? Because he absolutely would. No, I'm implying that Moriarty would have a better deduction skills than her. I'll allow it. Okay. Um, so yeah, she catches Archie and Betty, um, because, and they knew that she was following her, so it was, like, part of the trick. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure why. I guess they just didn't want to move Jughead out of the bunker ahead of time for I, that to happen I or guess. something. I don't know. It was um, kind of sloppy, TBH. If yeah. I was Donna, I would be mortified. I would be so embarrassed. Betty full-on calls her a pervert. <laughs> but she, like, already admitted to have watched their sex tape, so, like, ooh, I don't know. You know, all of the gaslighting of Betty, like, for the last two episodes drove me nuts. Yeah. But I am enjoying the gaslighting of Donna because yeah. she's evil. So Yeah, and she's been doing it to her to Betty, so yeah. whatever. Turnabout is fair play, bitch. 
So here is where she finally tells Alice. So I guess Alice didn't even know like at the funeral or anything, Um, which means that FP had to be like lying to her. Uh, which is sad. Archie says that Veronica is the only girl for him. Um, And you know what, Sam, this note is just for you. Veronica is the only girl for Archie. I don't think he knows he's lying. I think you're absolutely correct. I think he thinks he's telling the truth. Yep. And then he looks <laughs> at his little phone when Betty texts him about kissing. And then he's like, kiss yeah, emoji. Anytime. I'll kiss you anytime. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jughead was under the bed during this and they're like, oh, they won't come to try and finish the job because they do think he's actually dead. Um, Betty made him a new hat. Jughead asks about feelings and she also says no. But then she sends Archie a kiss emoji. Yeah. It's like, what's that about? Um, Alice, it seems like Alice is kind of trying to start stuff between them because (laughs) she like interviews Veronica and she's just like, well, are you worried that there could be some feelings Like, why, why, why stir that up? I know, because at this point she knows. So like, huh? She wants it to be um, less weird for her to date FP. (laughs) So she (laughs) wants to break up Bughead. Hey, literally, I hope that's her agenda. (laughs) And so Veronica's like, oh, the thought didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, I just watched you ask Archie about it. You liar. Yep. Um, I think that's that's the reason, like, narratively that they had us ask so that Veronica be, could lie about it crossing her right, mind. Right, right. Um, so now we get the text message conversation and there's actually a lot to glean from like literally just looking at their phones in that mm-hmm. one moment. I love when people are texting because then you also get to see what they were talking about beforehand. And they literally never live up to it. Yeah. Like y'all should have the most ridiculous conversations. Yeah. Like, just hidden at the top. So, um, Archie's background on his phone is Vegas and not Veronica, which I think is really funny. Or even Fred. Or even Fred. Um, so what they were talking about before these texts, uh, uh, Betty said, but you'll owe me a milkshake. And Archie said, honestly, bargain. And I was like, (laughs) why does Archie talk like me? That's cute. (laughs) I don't know what they were talking about. Like, what could she have been doing for him that would make him owe her a milkshake? Like, is it the part where he's just like, okay, but you have to kiss me. And then she'd be like, okay, but you owe me a milkshake. Sure. Let's that, do that. Yes. Yeah. Because and, then, and then he saying, goes, honestly, honestly, bargain. Honestly, bargain. Yeah, that makes sense. For, for my sake, <laughs> I'm sure. saying yes. I don't know if that makes sense, but I want it to be true. So... Then another thing that I got from it was that it just said delivered and that was from like a couple days ago. So that means that she does not have read receipts on. Mm -hmm. And then when we go to her phone, you can also see that he doesn't have read receipts on either. I just don't think you should have read receipts on except for it unless you're Robin. And in that case, it's actually very helpful for me. Explain. I I know that if I ask you a question and it's a pressing question, I'll know that you're already formulating a response because you've read it. For some reason, (laughs) you are the only person we're having read receipts on. I'm like... (coughs) Thank God. Yeah, it's also nice um, when my, because my mom has read receipts on. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide because I'm, yeah. I'm like one of the people who like, when I read your text, I answer your text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have nothing to hide on read receipts. And I like when other people have read receipts on because then I know. I think because you sneaky. I think I have read receipts on, but mostly because I'm too lazy to turn them off. Um, you don't have them on. I text you all the time. She's too lazy to turn them on. I'm too lazy to turn them on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So then, um, Archie says that he's happy to do that anytime, but then he erases it. And you know what? She watches the little dot dot dots, and she knows there she was knows more to that something. text message. Hundred percent. She knows. And said so something. then they send each other heart kiss emojis, and Archie smiles at his little phone, and I'm like, or you guys could 
look through your windows, but okay. Like, like you're literally right there. Like the kiss emoji is less, is more friendly. Fr- like, but I don't know, like more than a heart emoji. Yeah. That's flirt. You're flirting. You know what I mean? You think so? I think that's flirting. A kiss emoji? Uh, that is flirting. A kiss emoji? That's flirting. Why is this even a debate? Have I accidentally been using this kiss emoji? Have you? I don't know. I think it's more of like a teehee type of thing, not like a ooh type of thing. Well, there are like multiple kiss emojis and the one with the heart is the flirty one. There are multiple kiss emojis? Yeah, yeah there's one with no heart where it's just it's just like I don't think I've ever used that one. I gotta it's look at this now. I use the kiss emoji with my wife and my mom uses it too. But well, it's see, like it's like um because when she goes off the phone to me, she goes kisses. And so that's what the little kiss emoji means, which is kisses. But see the problem is that um the other ones that are kiss emojis don't wink. Like I like that uh-huh. this one winks. Who are you sending that to? Like everybody. Oh no! I mean like, okay, but I feel like, like on the context. I feel like yeah, that's I a feel good like point. it does depend on the context, and, and in, in this, this context, context it's it flirting. flirting. Yeah, I'm not text. I'm not flirting with anybody right now. Right, <laughs> it's not my life. Like right we know right, you're not at this moment. Not like, at we, this moment. No. We understand your intentions when you use the kiss emoji. Yeah, when you but use when the Betty kiss and Archie use the kiss. When Betty and Archie use oh, yeah. the kiss emoji, it's intentional <laughs> yeah, because it's they like kissing each other. You're right. When you use the kiss emoji with any one of us, we know that you're being a brat. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, Brittany, your cat puked on the carpet. Kiss emoji. <laughs> I've gotten that exact text, actually, yes. Um, so basically, they're trying to force the Stonies to crack, and um, it's working. I also, uh, I would like to un- rescind another statement that I made last episode. Cool, what is it? I said that there's no way that Brett talked about his new Rolex for 30 minutes, and, he um, and he absolutely did, because Donna walks in, and if you look at what Brett was doing, Doing. She says, stop what you're doing. And I was like, well, I'd like to know what it is. Um, He's polishing his watch collection. <laughs> <laughs> My man, I, I told so you that he was talking about it for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. never underestimate a rich person talking about their weird crap that they buy. But, like, my main question is, like, why Donna sat through that for 30 minutes? Then? Maybe she's also a watch aficionado. Who's to say? Archie's built like a superhero. Brett is into Archie. You heard it here first. Thank you. <laughs> um, So, Donna saw three cups, and so that's how she knows the Jughead's there. It's <laughs> just... Your logic is flawed, but it just happens to yeah. be right in this moment. Um, Brett is chill with just believing that Jughead's dead. He's like, or he could just be dead. Yeah, because he's simple. Yeah. Yeah. He specifically says, and I quote, we killed him. <laughs> but why? Why? Why isn't the bug still there? <laughs> why Why did you kill Jughead? Yeah. What was the motive? He literally left the school. There was no reason to kill him. Yeah. And so then she slaps him in the face and Sean Deppner tweeted and said that that was a real slap because um, they did several takes in which it wasn't a real slap. And then it was like the last take and they decided to just do a real slap. And he's like, I'm glad they used that one. Nice. That's pretty cool. So that's that was a real slap. And you know what? He probably deserved it. Yeah. Um, they say that they killed Jonathan. I I hope Jonathan's still alive. Me too, because your like, track record so far is pretty bad for murder. So. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know why you tried to kill Jughead, but I assume that it's a better reason than whatever reason you had to kill Jonathan, because Jonathan was your actual friend. Yeah. So Hermosa PI'd the Stonies, because we forgot that she came in and said, because she's a PI. Oh, right. yeah. It's But now she's on our side now? Well, now I can stand her now that she's on our side. I know, but, like, literally the last time we saw her was, like, her still being insufferable, so I'm just like, what was the point? Like, huh? Yeah. When, when did this flip happen? So, like, does so does Veronica tell her? Probably. I, well, I mean, she's not on I the guess. list. She's not on the list. Yeah. So we learned that Donna is actually somebody else, but they don't tell us. And I was like, oh, Sweet Pea's 
brother or sister um he's been in drag the entire time (laughs) they talk about how it's the final piece of the puzzle so i'm like okay so does that mean it has something to do with chipping or dupont like is is she actually chipping's daughter is she dupont's daughter if she was chipping's daughter why would she accuse him of sexual harassment i'm uncomfortable and i have to go right now she's not accusing him she's making up a story still and then they say that they're finally going to be able to take them down i wish i knew this information but i do not I mean, that wouldn't be beyond Riverdale. Yeah. They literally had Evelyn pose as Edgar's daughter wife. What yeah. if that's true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would make perfect sense. Now I'm upset. Yeah. Are we good to do segments? Yep. Yeah. So now it's time for segments. My first segment is asexual jughead, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes, because um he is alive, so. Oh yeah, he's alive now. Great. And my segment is which milk was the most badass and um Alice, because she made like a documentary. I mean it was useless, but she made it. Yeah. And my segment (laughs) my segment is did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? And I'm gonna say yes, just for the way that Alice looked at him when he left that room. Mm -hmm. She was like, Oh she she loves that man. Yeah. I think it's fair. Thank you. She like rubbed his shoulder when Betty asked about the funeral. Yeah. It's pretty wholesome. It was good stuff. They're in love. And she talked about her exclusive access. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. And now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Donna and Betty for... Hi, Betty. Here all alone? Why? Are you here to kill me? <laughs> Probably. Uh, yes. Probably. Sure. And my best line award goes to Cheryl for... I'm sorry I called Jughead a hobo that one time. Is that it? I'm really sorry I called Jughead a hobo that one time. <laughs> you like, is that, I love that because then Alice is literally like, oh, okay, is, 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 is that, that it? it? And she's like, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Like, can I tell you what that reminds me of? Yeah. It's really, um, it's really irrelevant, but I have to tell you. Okay. okay. So there was this show on Disney Channel called The Weekenders. <gasps> I love The Weekenders. And one of my favorite jokes they ever made on The Weekenders, I think that like Carver made Tish really mad or something. Yeah. And he was like, oopsie. And she was like, is that it? And he went, uh, oopsie daisy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that all the time. <laughs> And my favorite line award goes to Kevin for... I think there were a lot of closeted Barchi stands out there who have been waiting for this moment. We just hope that it's true. Can you can you confirm? Uh, yes. I have not been a closeted Barchi stand, yeah. but I am a Barchi stand. Yeah. And I have been hoping that it's true. Honestly, I love it for you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Alright, now it's time for a trailer reaction. And uh, from what I remember about the trailer, I am thrilled. Because all I remember is Jughead walking in going, hey guys. And then I also get to read the little blurb because last time I forgot to read the blurb. Don't forget the blurb, Robin. Okay. So um, all it says for the blurb, as, as far as I can find, is Jughead and Betty confront Brett, Donna, and Professor DuPont and unravel their plan to commit the perfect murder. So cool. R- r- real hard nothing. That's, we got the same, that's kind of the same thing that's been happening for the last four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we're going to watch the promo. Three, two, one, action. Hey, nice. guys. Hey, guys. Hey. What is happening? Don't worry, because I'm going to take you through it step by step. It's a time-tested genre of a locked room mystery. But there's a twist. 
I would like, I wasn't dead. I would like to think that this is a bottle episode. Yeah. Where all of it takes place in the exact same room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically it, going to be it like It might be. Yeah, it's basically just going to be us doing it chronologically again. Yeah. So, okay, so they walk in and Jughead's like, hey, sup. Uh, he's not in his, um... Hey, sup. He's not in his, um, 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 uniform. Yeah. No, he go to school he's back anymore. to being a serpent. Thank goodness. And Donna's like, I knew it. I knew you weren't really dead. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but you want to explain why you killed Jonathan? Like, shut up about it. Joan says, what is happening? And then... Yeah, first of all, so Jonathan is not here. Having a character- But nobody cares about Jonathan's death. Can I just say that I care. a character named Joan, when there are characters with the last name Jones, mm. little confusing, little thank confusing. you. Um, so really, he's he's explaining it. He's also explaining it to DuPont, which makes me think that DuPont must be in on it. Oh, yeah. Must be in on, like, the plot to kill Jughead for some reason. I think DuPont, oh, he definitely is, DuPont is gonna be, like, one of the biggest bads. Because he wants- Jughead to not talk about how he stole but didn't actually steal the first Baxter Brothers novel from I guess yeah so yeah he's gonna take it through step step by step he says he also scammed Jughead out of the contract so like he's in on all of the schemey garbage Mm -hmm. that they're doing yeah good point so Betty locks the door and then they and then we see him actually get hit by the rock boink and the who hands, hits him with the rock? That's the thing. The hand. Oops. That looks like Bed Donna Betty. Uh, was Betty wearing a jacket? I don't. I think she was. Then that looks yeah, like that's Betty's Betty. hand. That's Betty. Okay. So they must okay, have yeah. seen Betty actually hit him with the rock. Yeah, and then we get we actually see her blowing the drugs <laughs> in her face. But then Charles said that she wouldn't have been able to hurt anybody. Yeah. With that, okay. Um, and then, yeah, they lock the door and we talk about the locked room mystery. I just have so many questions about how this came to be. And there's a twist. So I'll talk about the locked room mystery in the outro when we talk about the next episode, which because it's called The Locked Room. Okay. Um, and it says that it's named after like a Swedish novel that has that name. But I think it's more likely named after um, the concept of the locked room mystery um and i'll talk about that in the outro okay. which i think it's time for yay thank you so much for listening to this episode our music is terminal by good news tunes if you're so inclined please leave us a review on itunes we like those we also just like the stars if you don't want to write stuff mm-hmm. and there's a survey that you can fill out it's constantly in the description and it's just like you tell us what you like about the podcast what you think we could work on but please don't be mean because we're delicate Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of The Hard Room, you like to talk about that show too. We did season four, season five, season six. We'll be doing the final season, which is season seven. And then we'll be going back to do the first three seasons, um, which is the part I'm excited about. <laughs> ah, memories of when the show was good. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. We have done season one and we are at the tail end of season two right now. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, we like to talk about that show too. We've done season one. We are currently doing season two. Next year we will do season three, and then hopefully season four will be out and um, Dropper will be canon. Please. Also, please join us for our Star Trek Picard podcast. We are unfortunately in like the back end of season one now, and I'm stressed Ugh. out about it because I'm already having such a good time. Every time an episode ends, I'm like, no, I need that to last forever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we're just having a really good time over there. Um, Sam and I know stuff about Star Trek. Robin doesn't. So if you don't, she's your gateway in. So don't worry about it. You can join us every Tuesday night on the TV Co. app at 7 p.m. PST. We will be re-watching uh, this episode on Tuesday, March 10th. 
Gotcha. Um, I think this episode so, of the podcast comes out on the 9th, so... Um, so not the, the Ides of March. Not the Ides of March. Interesting. However, when we get to March 18th, oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, whoa, Jughead died today. <laughs> wow. He's been Jughead dead for a while. Today. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel YouTube, but mostly Twitter with a side of Tumblr for Robin's gifts for, of our favorite line awards. Yes. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it's really expensive. We now have five feeds and so we have to pay for them yearly and it's like major dough. Yeah. So please help us. Major dough. <laughs> Any How I Met Your Mother stands in here? No? <laughs> Can't name one How I Met Your Mother stand that I know. <laughs> I stand that show so hard until yeah, but the now, last two seasons. Now I'm like, mm. there Nobody stands How I Met I've Your Mother I've never now. watched that show ever. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's. That's S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. And I mostly yell about Star Trek and other television and stuff like that. And I also write reviews at TelltalleTV.com. You can find a link in the description. Yeah. And thank you to Morgan for joining us and just sitting there and nodding along with the things we say. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Mm, You can find me on Twitter at Morgan underscore Coley 21. Is M-O-R- G-A-N. <laughs> like, I gotta sit up for my name. <laughs> Underscore C-O-L-E-Y 21. And Instagram, Morgan219. There you go. Yay. So the next episode is episode 416. I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Take a look at the help section in your Alexa app. No one asked you. Girl, did you just figure that out? We did that yesterday. <laughs> no, Robin, she said like, it earlier. Robin asked her something earlier. Like, did some? Did one of us say something that sounded like that? I don't think so. Next episode? Yeah. Anyway, the next episode is episode 416. It's called The Locked Room. And like I said, there's a Swedish novel called The Locked Room, but I think it's more about like the concept of the locked room mystery. So the locked room or impossible crime mystery is a subgenre of detective fiction in which a crime, almost always murder, is committed in circumstances under which it was seemingly impossible for the perpetrator to commit the crime or evade detection in the course of getting in and out of the crime scene. Um, I went on the Wikipedia page for this, and they have, like, examples, and it's pretty heckin' cool. Oh, okay. For, like, actual real-world examples. Um, Okay. The crime in question typically involves a crime scene with no indication as to how the intruder could have entered or left, for example, a locked room. Following other conventions of classic detective fiction, the reader is normally presented with the puzzle and all of the clues and is encouraged to solve the mystery before the solution is revealed in a dramatic climax. So, yeah, it's really cool kind of concept and I'm excited. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. It seems like the right episode to have before like the, um, a month long yeah, hiatus, yeah. especially because I think the next one that comes back is literally just like the musical episode. <laughs> like, y'all can wait for that. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs>